Hey there, welcome to the Distinguished Podcast. We are so happy to have you joining with us today. And if it's your first time and you don't know who we are, my name is Noah Davis and I am joined on here by my wife, Alexandra Davis. Pretty much this podcast was formed out of a strong desire that we have to talk about how God is moving in and around us. Yeah, and we want to echo the thoughts that surround God's heart through conversations led by Holy Spirit. That's right. So we hope today's episode is something that can encourage you, refresh you, and help lead you further down that path that God is leading you on in your life. We're glad that you are here and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hi everyone! Hello! (laughs) We're so excited that you're finally here. Yes, welcome back. If it's your first time, then we want to give you a big welcome for your first time. Yes, I'm Alex and you are? Who am I? Noah Davis. That's me. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Best intro right there. Who am I that the Lord of all the earth... Remember that song? No. (laughs) Really? I've never heard that. I think it was by... um, I think those same dudes that did... Same dudes. The Great I Am, that song. I don't you know. You are worthy. Or, I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, now that worship's done uh, for this part. <laughs> um, no, seriously, thanks for joining us yeah. today. We have a very fun topic, like always. We always mm-hmm. have a fun topic. And what is it today, babe? Settling for brokenness. Settling for brokenness. Yes. That is a great topic and something that we probably do more than we realize. Mm-hmm. Is we kind of settle for being this um, kind of like building, I kind of think of it this way, kind of building our campsite yep. in brokenness. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's, it's like a little, um, what would you call it? Like a little covering almost, a little, not like a good covering. But just like a little bit of a like excuse, maybe Ooh, that's a better way to say yep. it. When we set our campsite kind of in brokenness. Yeah, it's a bad excuse for saying, "Oh, well, I'm just a broken person." Yeah, I you can't know? fulfill my purpose because I'm broken. Yikes! Oh man. Well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's just start. <laughs> let's just dive into Oof. it. Uh, that's what we're talking about today: is settling in brokenness. Broke. I've been saying this wrong all day as we've Brokenness. Brokenness. Is that it? Bro- yes. Brokenness. Brokelessness and brokenness. <laughs> <laughs> like, thankfully, we're not broke. We're if not. you are, you're never broke because the Lord has provision. Amen. Amen. So, but yeah, so let's dive into it. We're going to talk about, yeah, what does it look like? Why is it in life do we. Uh, set our campgrounds in the land of brokenness and we already talked about the first part which was it's kind of an excuse it's Mm -hmm. kind of a covering that we put on ourselves so we don't really have to live in righteousness Mm -hmm. and really live um, according uh, i'm kind of just in tune with god right it's kind of just like hey you know i'm just this broken sinner and god loves me for who i am which is true you know, we're going to dive into this. Very true that God loves us, especially when we're broken. Um, but if we stay there, then we are cheaping out the price of Jesus' blood. Yeah. Because he did not die for us just to wait till heaven mm-hmm. to become whole. Because the Bible talks about how um, death is not our savior, but Jesus is our savior. Yeah. And that's a cool statement because it really shows that we don't have to wait till death to be, oh man, now I'm, you know, full of God's presence. 
It's like, well, no, literally the reason Jesus died was so God's presence could live in us. He talks about this um, in, I guess, that, that one prayer, we kind of call it the Our Father prayer. There's a few names for it, but he talks about how God's will is for it to be on earth as it is in, in heaven. heaven. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's true. And I just wanted to piggyback on that. Piggyback. Um, <laughs> yeah, another reason why people, I think just keep saying that they're broken is because they become so comfortable in it mm. and then they just fear life without being broken and i know that's kind of weird to think that's about interesting that's a little kind yeah. of like psychology right there yes. and yeah mm-hmm. and we know everything psychology everything that deals with our brain our thoughts our mental areas it all goes back to the spiritual to Amen our spirit to right yeah so yeah keep going yes, yeah yes. so it's like you're in a little, like you were saying, you're in a little campsite and you become so comfortable. You have like everything you need there. Mm. Almost. You're like, you have the fire, Empathy, you have food, right. you have all the things. People feeling bad for you. Exactly. Being a victim. exactly. And that's been a big theme mm-hmm. in the world this past year or two years. Mm-hmm. Um, settling for being a victim. Yep. For just part of my identity now is being broken. Yeah, well, it's, I'm a mess. I'm always a mess. Yeah. And it's like, we kind of like wear that as a medal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> have you that? Some people, that's unfortunate. And I, I have too, but we kind of wear this brokenness as a medal. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I'm broken you know I, you know it doesn't matter god is just he loves me and i'm just a broken sinner and then what happens when we keep calling ourselves a broken sinner we'll start to sin out of faith oh. out of our identity oh, right because good. if we're a broken sinner then every time we sin it's us living by faith because mm-hmm. that's what we're declaring we are we're nothing more than a broken sinner apparently jesus's blood has no power to change that yep. apparently so i'm sorry jesus if you're listening um your blood wasn't good enough yeah i literally wrote that i was like uh was his blood just not enough to right. set there, you yeah, free I mean, or heal you there must be something else that we need to sacrifice mm-hmm. right well we know that's not true right um we're not being serious there but yeah that's kind of truth for a lot of us mm-hmm. and we may not like realize that that's the truth we're believing but look into you know your heart and your core values and kind of talk about with yourself am i actually believing this Mm -hmm. that there's something else that needs to be sacrificed because in the old testament every time the people would kind of sin and whatnot they would sacrifice these animals Mm -hmm. and it was it's bible talks about how that's a picture of jesus and his sacrifice right um but we talk about how or the bible talks about how this they would do this and they'd sacrifice goats and you know lambs and all this stuff um to kind of their blood, their pure blood, would be a um, atonement, I guess, for their sin, right? Mm-hmm. But Jesus, his blood is obviously not the same as a lamb or a goat. <laughs> it's a lot more valuable. Mm-hmm. And it has the power over all sin so that his blood is cleanses us, right? Mm-hmm. And we're pretty much not under power to any type of sin because his blood has authority over anything you can really exactly. think of. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. Um, I was thinking like different, how brokenness looks different for every person. Like whoever starts saying, oh, I'm broken. It could be like, oh, I've had this situation and now I'm depressed. Mm-hmm. And actually, a lot of people believe they're broken when they're sick. 
Mm, like i'm sick i'm broken i can't do much i can't really go to church because i'm sick with everything going on right right a lot of people think oh we're just broken right now reality that's not true (laughs) and like you were saying was his blood just not enough to set Mm. us free or to heal us right you know and it says in isaiah 53 5 but he was pierced for our transgressions for those that don't know what that means it's like kind of rebellion type of thing he was crushed for our iniquities which are sins and the punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his wounds we are healed Mm. so there's really no excuse Mm -hmm. to keep saying that you're broken because that's almost like dishonoring god and like how do you you say that like i don't know how to say you're doing something with your hands like dismissing like dismissing (laughs) the fact that he died for you and he gave you all of these gifts but you're just dismissing it because you want to settle in your block and your brokenness yeah interesting wow and let's let's be clear you know if you're broken you know it's not a bad place to be and actually god is not you know it's not against being broken you know for a time mm-hmm. right so the bible talks a little bit about this uh, this is psalms 34:18 right it says the lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit right mm-hmm. and then psalm 51:17 says the sacrifices of god are a broken spirit a broken and contrite heart Oh God, you will not despise, right? Mm-hmm. So when we feel broken, and maybe we're sometimes we just end up maybe being broken, feeling broken. Yeah. The answer is to take it to God because He loves it when our hearts are, you know, in the spot where they're soft and mm-hmm. they're open. They're not yeah. hard. You know, it's able. You know, good soil helps a good tree grow. You mm-hmm. know, and good fruit grow. So God is certainly not against a broken heart or a broken spirit, right? He says, bring those to me. But the answer, like we've been saying, is the goal is not to stay there. Yeah. Why would God want us to stay broken? God is in the restoration business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he wants to restore those that the enemy has broken, those mm-hmm. things that have been broken by darkness, because God does not like darkness. He despises mm-hmm. it. He is not for, there's no darkness in him, right? So. He loves us so much and he loves, you know, mankind that when he sees us broken by the enemy, it really tugs on Mm -hmm. him. You know, when he sees darkness that's infiltrated us and we're just in a broken spot, he wants to come in and help bring us into light. Mm -hmm. But when we're Christians and we go and maybe that's part of our testimony, which, you know, is super powerful. And we kind of starts off with, man, I was in a broken spot and this happened just as I Mm -hmm. was talking about. But now it's like, well, I've kind of gotten used to being broken because I'm just joining in Jesus's suffering. And it's like when the Bible what? talks about that, it's referring to like physical suffering. Yeah. And like suffering, oh man, like Jesus had nowhere to lay his head. Neither did Paul, neither did Peter, you know. Mm-hmm. But they talk about being full of joy mm-hmm. in the prisons. They talk about having faith. They talk about being filled with God's spirit. They do not talk about I'm broken in my spirit. I have no faith. You know, mm-hmm. I'm lost. That's not what they're saying because Jesus was never these things. So when we say, oh, well, I'm just sharing in Jesus' suffering. Well, Jesus was actually never faithless. That's he was good. never lost. He was never broken in his heart. You know, um, I mean, well, he's broken in his heart, but like he was never like broken without hope, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like his heart broke for different people and different situations. He had a lot of compassion. That's kind of a different uh, heartbreak than what I'm talking about. I'm talking about like your heart is broken. There's no hope. There's no faith. You feel lost, not just like, man, I 
feel lots of sadness and grief, or mm-hmm. maybe I feel for that person, which those are very healthy things, exactly. which we should feel for people. We sh- Our heart should break for humanity. And that's why we're doing this episode, because our heart does break mm-hmm. for a lot of Christians that have been sitting in this trap from the enemy yep. of, oh my gosh, well, I'm just okay being broken. No, that is a victim mindset. And if we're supposed to be more than conquerors, hmm. this is not where we're supposed to build our campsite. Exactly. Yeah, it becomes a lifestyle for them. Mm-hmm brokenness is my lifestyle this is what i live by now right and that's like so wrong <laughs> like worship should be a lifestyle mm, not yeah. brokenness yeah. you're like putting things that aren't supposed to be yeah no that's wrong yeah yeah no good, <laughs> not good. Uh, does god's spirit have any power it does uh, what? <laughs> and that is what we're going to talk about um anything i okay i have a verse right here yeah okay so this yeah we'll kind of piggyback off each other but I'll start us here real quick with another verse. This one's a little longer, but it's really good. It's 2 Corinthians. So this is Paul. He's writing a second letter, which we don't know if this is actually the second letter. This could be the... Th- actually, there's some proof, some indications that this is not the second letter. This is like the third letter. But the second letter is oh, not I've the Bible. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. So I guess it wasn't God's will for the second letter to be in the Bible. But um, or maybe this is... I mean, this doesn't really matter. Anyways... <laughs> Welcome to biblical history class. Okay, so he pretty much says this. This is verse uh, chapter. Okay, chapter first chapter chapter verse. Uh, this chapter three verse thirteen is where we're gonna start here. And he says this. He says we are not like Moses who used a veil to hide the glory to keep the Israelites from staring at him as it faded away. So that's talking about if you don't remember. Moses goes up on Mount Sinai. He receives the Ten Commandments from the Lord, and he has this huge encounter. He's up there for like three weeks. Like the dude's like gone. That's um, cool. So he comes down. This is so much glory. It's just radiating off his face. The Lord actually had him wear a veil because his people were not ready for that. Mm-hmm. And it shows God's heart is always for His people, um, but. Yeah, they, they weren't ready for, for all that glory because their hearts were so hard. They needed Moses to, you know, they would become afraid or intimidated because mm-hmm. they were just very immature. They'd probably be jealous. So anyways, Paul's saying we're not like that. You know, it's a new time. We're not like this. And it goes on to say in verse 14, their minds were closed and hardened for even to this day, that same veil covers over their minds when they hear the words of the former covenant, right? Or the former Kind of the way the you know form a promise. A covenant's like a promise mm-hmm. or like a agreement, I guess. So the way things were with God and His people, right? So He says the veil has not yet been lifted from them, for it is only eliminated when one is joined to the Messiah or one believes in Jesus, right? So here's what He goes on to say after that. So until now, whenever the Old Testament is being read and keep in mind this, you know, this is kind of like this still today, but this is back, you know, and a lot of people. Still, we're just kind of figuring out Jesus and all that, because uh, Paul was writing this. Um, so until now, whenever the Old Testament is being read, the same blinding comes over their hearts. But the moment one turns to the Lord with an open heart, the veil is lifted and they see. Now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit. This is what the Bible is saying. Now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit. And wherever he is Lord, there is <laughs> yes. freedom. Right? We can, And it goes on to say this. I was... Yeah, like two more sentences. We can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of Jesus, of our Lord, right? We are being transfigured or transformed into his very image 
as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. And this glorious transformation, transfiguration, whatever you want to call it, um, comes from the Lord who is the Spirit, or who is through the Holy Spirit, right? Wow. That's a lot happening. So it's saying we're not like how Moses was. Moses had this veil, and it was a different time. But, you know, now, you know, whoever Holy Spirit is, wherever he is really Lord, um, we have this glory that's reflecting off of us, just like Moses mm-hmm. had, right? We don't need a veil to cover it up anymore. The veil's been torn, right? Mm-hmm. That's a talks about that in the Gospels. But we are being transformed into his very image as we go from glory to glory, like one level of glory to another level of glory. And you might have heard the song, we, we go, go from, from glory, glory to glory. Come on. To glory. <laughs> <laughs> so that song is based off of this verse, right? Yeah. Um, super cool. Super, super cool because that is uh, very important. It's not. It's showing that it's not really God's will for us to stay with a veil covered. You know, oh, God's glorious, but I'm not. He's like, no, I want to partner with you, and I want to transform you into who I am through Holy Spirit. You know, being like He said, become like mirrors who reflect brightly, reflect. The glory of Jesus. Whoa, that's cool. That's cool, cool, right? You know, um, while you were saying that, I was thinking, so why do people that like say they're broken and all of this, why do they not see this? Why do they not get this? Because as they start getting in this lifestyle of brokenness, quote unquote, um, that veil starts to come up again and they can't like, Hmm. they can't see anymore. And then they, it's like, Blinders, I don't even know. Almost. Yeah, like blinders. Like, they can't blinders. even see God at that point. So mm-hmm. it's like, I'm broken. I'm so broken that it just starts creating a veil again that was already broken. So you're wow. making your own veil, and you're not able to listen to God's voice anymore. And yeah. that's when people call it, I'm in a deep hole type sure, of thing, sure. and I can't get out of it. It's not, well, you, you kind of got there by yourself in a way because you you stopped reaching out to god and and you just started creating this veil upon yourself that you can't be close to him he's so far away now and he just wants me to suffer and that's not true right right yeah it's kind of like i've heard a pastor talk about framing in our lives yeah you know kind of what we frame is what we see you know and you can it's our focus right yeah it's like a picture frame right Mm -hmm. and you can frame something but you're gonna miss what's outside Mm -hmm. of the frame Mm -hmm. so as we keep you know if if you know for those who may be trapped in a mindset of brokenness you know we talk about a lot of those podcasts how there's you know if we're failing to have intimacy with god it's not god's like it's not god's fault Mm-hmm. He's not like, oh, well, you know what? I'm just going to distance myself from that person a little yep. bit. I'm done with it. No, God's never like that. He's mm-hmm. good. He loves us and he never changes. But a lot of times it's our fault. Now, there's not one reason. I mean, there's many reasons why this yeah, can happen. Exactly. So here's a great one, just like we we're talking about. When we frame and we frame, oh, man, you know, I'm broken. I'm this and that. I'm this victim, you know, blah, blah, blah. Then why do we expect that we're going to be able to be in tune mm-hmm. with God's spirit, which it lives in victory and lives in faith and doesn't live in the world of, you know, victim brokenness. Now, God, like we've said earlier, God loves us when we are broken, but he doesn't love us when we say, you know what, God, I know you want to restore my life and make me happy, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, make things out of darkness, but I'm just going to stay here. 
<laughs> and he's like, okay, well, you can choose darkness, but I'm right here whenever you're ready. Yeah, and then those people get, like, so mad at others that are like, oh, how did this person get through this or how that person actually like get healed and stuff because they decided to partner with God instead of settling in their brokenness and being like, sure. oh, I'm just going to stay sick. I'm just going to stay this way or that way. Right, right, exactly. And it's cool how it talks about this transformation happens from the Lord who is Holy Spirit, who mm -hmm. is the Spirit, right? It's through Holy Spirit um, who Jesus gave us. And um, it, I heard one pastor kind of say it like this. It's either we are breathing the Holy Spirit or we are grieving the mm. Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? And if because if breath comes from God, then every breath that we have is either in connect, you know, par in partnership or mm -hmm. in tune with His Spirit, um, you know, breathing His Spirit, or it's outside of it. It's grieving it. There's no in between. There's no like middle ground of just well, I'm kind of with the Lord, kind of not. It's like well, no, right now, like the words you're saying or the breath that's coming out of your mouth, are you trying to partner with God or are you just lost and kind of staying there yeah. in this campground? Because God doesn't want that for you to be camping out in darkness because there's no good that comes from it. If darkness was beneficial, it'd be a different story, but it's not. It's not. Every good thing's from God. So, you know, darkness is, is not going to really do us much, much good. <laughs> so here's a verse real quick that kind of talks about um, being a partner in, in with God and kind of his nature, right? So it is Second Peter. So this is a letter that Peter wrote, and it is chapter 1, verse 3 and 4. So he says this. He says, For his divine power, talking about God, God's divine power, has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through knowing him who called and invited us to him by his own glory and goodness right so his god's divine power has given and granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness that we need to live in life and godliness right mm -hmm. and it comes it says through knowing him um who called us who invited us to himself by his own glory and by his own goodness right it goes on to say through this he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises so that by them you may become partakers and partner with the divine nature, having escaped the corrupt desires that are in the world because of sin. Mm. That's a cool passage right there. So through this, through this divine power, right, that he's given us that pertaining to life, everything we need to know about life and godliness, through that, through knowing him and, you know, knowing the call on our life by him, um, through all this, he's given us, granted to us, his promises that are precious, that are magnificent, right? His promises. And there's so many of them. So the Bible is just filled. It's like a book mm -hmm. of God's promises to us. So that by them, you may become partakers and partners with his divine nature. So partake not only from his divine nature, but partner with it. Yeah. You know, collaborate with it, right? And that through that, you can escape the corrupt desires in the world not because, you know, those are beneficial, but because those are trying to enslave us. Mm. And when we have the veil off, like you were saying, and we become, you know, truly aware of mm -hmm. God's presence and what's going on in the spirit, you know, we're not going to want to go back to those corrupt desires. We're not going to go back. You're, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsies. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to want to go back, right, yeah. to darkness, to those things that enslaved us, to those things that made us broken. Because we're going to be like, wow, well, this is life and godliness. This is amazing. <laughs> right? That's good. Um, yeah. 
So, uh, you know, it goes on. I can kind of finish that real quick. There's another little good part here because it goes on to kind of talk about to make sure our faith is filled with goodness, godliness, love, other virtues as well. You know, make sure our faith is kind of seasoned with these things. I'm filled with it, right? Season. I like that. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I like cooking that. in the kitchen, right? <laughs> um, so making sure, yeah, that these things, our, our faith is not just empty, but it's filled with these things. And then it goes on to say this. Um, this is, again, Second Peter. This is now chapter, oh, we're still in chapter one, of course, but this is verse eight and nine. So he says this, since these virtues are already planted deep within, and those are the virtues we're just talking about, like with your faith, they make sure they're seasoned and everything. Um, and you possess them in abundant supply, they will keep you from being inactive or fruitless in your pursuit of knowing Jesus more intimately. Hmm. Listen to that. These virtues, these things, especially what we talked about in the verse you know, before that, which God has granted his divine power, right? So this divine power um, that, you know, that allows us to become partakers and partner with, um, that allows us to be intimate with him, to know him, I mean, that's, a, that's a, you know, really cool, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that pertains to everything in life and godliness. Um, since you possess this in abundant supply, it will keep you from being inactive or fruitless. And when we're living in a land of brokenness, you know, how much do we know that we are very inactive and yeah. fruitless? Mm-hmm. Um, and it'll keep you from doing that in your pursuit or in your kind of journey of knowing Jesus more intimately. And then it says, but in verse 9, but if anyone lacks these things, he is blind, constantly <laughs> closing his eyes yep. um, to our faith and forgetting his innocence, for his past sins have been washed away. Just like we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that sums it up, y'all. Uh, but if anyone lacks these things, they are blind, right? And it doesn't mean like in a shameful way, oh man, like yeah, you were blind, exactly. you suck, you know, because there's not... You know, the Bible talks about there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Mm-hmm. So we're, it's not a condemning passage. It's mm-hmm. just an observation passage. Those people are living blindly, but there's hope. Exactly. You know, I we're like living that. blindly, but there's hope. Mm-hmm. There's so much hope. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. Um, I was going to say, like, people that keep saying that they're broken, <clears throat> words hold a lot of power. Mm, wow. Yeah. So kind of like you... what we were talking about earlier with yeah. uh, sinning in faith. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So you can keep telling yourself that you're broken or you can actually do something to change mm. it. So are you just going to keep speaking brokenness over your life or are you going to start speaking the truth over your life? That's good. And the best way to know the truth is obviously reading God's word and just talking with him. He'll literally tell you. And a great thing like to get out of that because we also want to bring light to this and hope for mm-hmm. people that are in yeah. this moment or season whatever you want to call it is to find the right help mm-hmm. a lot That's of good. people who are depressed or in other situations that they feel broken they start looking for natural um how do you say that like remedies, remedies. Or solutions yes, i guess exactly yeah, yeah. yeah like really natural solution something in the natural right. but as we know for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, Ooh. but against the rulers, against the authorities of the unseen world or spiritual realm. Right. So what we verse should. Is that? That's in that? Ephesians six twelve. Okay, say that again. That's yeah, <laughs> for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against mm-hmm. the authorities of the unseen world or spiritual realm. And say that again for the people who love politics, real quick. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. For our struggle is not against flesh Ooh. and blood. Mm, wait a minute. Flesh and blood. What? Wait a minute. It's not against the people that are. Oh. I don't want to talk about that. 
<laughs> but against the rulers, against the authorities of the unseen world. So mm. everything that's happening now, as we all know, whatever it's happening in your life, if you're battling with something, you should not attack it with something natural. You should not attack it by going, I don't know, I don't know. I can't think of an example, but like sure. just attacking it naturally. Maybe rather therapy. Exactly, or going like to that, therapy. Or maybe I have medicine. a lot of friends, I'll say friends, that um and coworkers and just people that I love okay. that um that go to therapy. And it's fine, you know, I support therapy as long as it's from, you know, the right place and stuff. But still these people keep going to therapy and their lives are still the same. <laughs> Like, it's so bad. Like, I try yeah. to talk with them, it, and they just keep, they, they're still, it's their minds still It's like they're more there. aware of their brokenness, but there's exactly. no hope to come exactly. in and fix anything. So it's like, well, you there's can no get power. therapy yeah. if you want, but... It's just uh, going to make you more aware of how exactly. broken you are instead of partnering with God's divine power. Exactly. I remember I did therapy once, and yeah. I've told you about this. I had yeah. so much fear. It was in high mm -hmm. school, and it was, it was a spirit of fear, honestly, because mm -hmm. it was very irrational. And... Yeah, I went to therapy. I paid $100 for an hour. $100. Um, which for a high schooler is a lot, a lot of money. That's a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I was working and I think, uh, you know. So anyways, I uh, went to therapy and it was a Christian counseling place. And <laughs> I'm, I'm obviously not going to say the name of the place because that would be very dishonoring. But mm -hmm. pretty much I tell... I, you know, I don't, not many people knew this about me at the time, mm -hmm. you know, so I kind of pour everything out. I was kind of that end of the rope place, kind of desperate. And he listens and he's very nice. And he's like, well, let's try to just not think about these things. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, he's like, here's some tactics. So if you're in school and you start getting fearful or th having a panic attack or whatever mm -hmm. and start thinking these things, just picture yourself, you know, in a happy place. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, let's, I paid a hundred dollars. Yep. <laughs> For something that I think, you know, I learned watching Dora the Explorer, you know, and it's, you yeah. know, it was. Oh. Yeah, try to distract yourself and not face the actual situation right. or the problem and it'll start going away on its own. Exactly. You know, that's not true. Yeah. And there's different types of therapy. You know, there's exactly. one of the most popular ones nowadays is I think it's called cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah. Right. And pretty much the goal of this is to retrain your brain, retrain mm -hmm. yourself um, and kind of face these fears in mm -hmm. a sense. But the only issue with that is sometimes when we're not partnered with God's spirit, this cognitive behavioral therapy can lead to a pride arising. Mm. Right? So it's like fear is almost like comes roots a lot of times out of comparison. Yeah. So we're afraid of a situation because we have... Um, we doubt ourself and our ability. And ultimately, fear is a lot of times a result of not picturing God in a situation with us. <laughs> That's so right? Funny. Picturing a situation without God's intervention or without his, you know, him being involved in our lives. And so we're fearful of this. And, you know, it's like we're comparing and we're kind of looking at ourselves as this little, mm -hmm. you know, person <laughs> compared mm -hmm. to this huge mountain. Yeah. The problem is sometimes with therapy... We'll make sure the mountain gets smaller, but we get huge. Yep. So now we have all this wrong, ungodly boldness that mm -hmm. is not boldness from God. Because boldness from God is it being rooted and steadfast. Mm -hmm. It's not being, man, I have Prideful. all this power, you know, over this problem. And it's just like, oh, man. <laughs> you know, so. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So anyways, um, so we got to make sure, especially if it's therapy, if it's anything like that, 
Um, the Bible talks about being, you know, as we were just saying in Second Peter, being partnered and being partakers of his divine nature. And that's the real reason. If, we're, if this is a spiritual issue, like you're saying, and if we actually believe that we're warring against the spiritual and things from darkness that are in the spiritual realm and not people, mm-hmm. but yet we fight our inner struggles mm. with nothing that's spiritual. Yep. It's just like, oh man, you know, I just got to put God at the center more. Actually, the Bible has no verse that says put God at the center so that's another episode that's right not, there. That's yeah. <laughs> but just saying, um, you know, it talks about being rooted and being, um, you know, if we're rooted in God and He's we're everywhere. partnered with his spirit, then why is there any part of our life that God is not rooted in? Mm-hmm. You know, if we're actually with God and partaking with him and partnering with him, then everything falls into that. We don't have to balance things and then putting God at the center. And yeah. I believed that for so long. And then I wondered why my fear wasn't going away. Oh, You know, so... Honestly, um, but go. (laughs) Kind of going back to, um, you know, brokenness is pretty much a lot of spirits Mm -hmm. that are trying to convince you that you're something that God has not told you you are. That's right. You know, maybe you're brokenhearted. Maybe you feel broken, and take that to God because He wants to restore it. He doesn't want the enemy to have all those years of your life Mm -hmm. and just you know blah blah. blah. And I mentioned politics and all that. Obviously, Mm -hmm. politics are important. I'm not saying don't keep up with it, but I'm just saying. It's you're you're not doing God a favor, or anyone else around you a favor when you're trying to fight these issues in the world and not realizing their spiritual issues, mm. not realizing their spiritual forces behind this that are making people think and act irrationally. Yep. Because oh man, I just feel like this is the right way. Well, why is that? It's a spirit. Yep. Most of the time, it's a spirit, and our war is with these spirits. And it's like oh man, I'm gonna post all the things on my Instagram story about different things happening in the world. Oh, have you prayed about it? Ooh, Ooh no. Well, why do you think posting an article is going to help that? Probably is going to cause division. Mm-hmm. But you're so convinced that everyone else against you is wrong. So that's okay. Maybe you are right. I'm not going to say you might be wrong. But that's not how to fix an issue that's spiritual. It's with something in the natural, like you're saying. So mm-hmm. with brokenness, that is an issue a lot of times in the spiritual. So let's talk about it. I have a verse right here that's really cool. And... I actually didn't write down. <laughs> I wrote the verse down, but I didn't write down um, what verse it was. So let me see. Do you have anything to say? I, I kind of want to find this before I say yeah. the verse. Okay. So as we were talking about the struggle is not against flesh and blood. In the same chapter of Ephesians, mm-hmm. it says in verse 18, like the remedy to this. Like okay. we, we well, can't, the way we, we should face these things and how we should go against them is to pray in the Spirit on huh. all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Huh. Wow. I'm just going to, yep. Yeah, let settle that, it. Let settle that it. Kind of oh soon. my God. <laughs> yeah, so this is telling you what to do. Like if you're feeling broken, if you're feeling certain way, pray in the Spirit. Wow. And yeah. I think people don't know what that means either, okay. praying in the Spirit. We all. When we receive Holy Spirit, we can receive what's called our prayer language or speaking in tongues, however you've been taught. Sure. But it's it's just our spirit praying, literally praying and connecting with God, yeah. just like that. And that's how we can kind fight like against being these partnered things. With, yeah, just exactly. Just like the verse in Second Peter, being exactly. partakers and partners with his divine nature and yeah. his power. And it says to pray for all the Lord's people. And then people start thinking, okay, so I'll pray for everybody around me except me. 
you are God's Ooh. people still, and you're part of that. Yeah. So you can pray for yourself sometimes, you know? Yeah. It's not, it's I, not super selfish to pray for yourself and be like, I pray that this brokenness feeling that I have goes away. And that's the truth, because we can't fully see into somebody's heart except for our own. <laughs> so good. then we don't pray for ourselves. Yep. Because, But we need to, because mm -hmm. maybe there's other people that can't see things in our heart that we can. Mm -hmm. The Bible talks about guarding our heart, making sure our heart, you know, is not filled with all this, you know, rubbish or, yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Um, and especially about the verse we were just reading earlier, which talks about making sure your faith is filled with these things of, of goodness, goodness and mm -hmm. godliness and love and self-control and all this. So when we see in our heart that there's darkness in there and stuff we've buried... And we're just like, oh, well, I'm not going to pray for it because it's selfish. Yeah. Well, of course, the enemy would love for you to believe exactly. that. Because then you never deal with things that are going to hold you back from God's voice. Mm -hmm. But you're the only one that can see into that heart. And the Bible talks about guarding it. That's how, when you guard a city and there's enemies in the city, you say, oh, well, you know, they're already in the city, I guess. Yeah, I can't you know? do much with that. Yeah, it's like, okay, they got in the city. It's not the end of the world, but let's get them out. Yeah. You know, because their enemies are here to destroy it. Anything from darkness is here to destroy us, mm -hmm. not here to give us life. That's right. So when we notice darkness in us, let's get it out because it's not here to give us life. So, um, you found okay, the verse. I found the verse, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And it starts in verse 13, and it goes to verse 18. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, but it's kind of short. These are kind of short verses, so I promise. Mm -hmm. But it says this. This is Paul, of course. This is back. I think we were reading from this letter. Oh, yeah, we were reading chapter 3 earlier from the second letter, which may be the third letter, you know. <laughs> but this is chapter 4, a chapter later. So he says this. We have the same spirit, capital S there, Holy Spirit, right, of mm -hmm. faith that is described in the scriptures when it says, quote, first I believed, then I spoke in faith, right? So he's quoting in, old, I think it's Old Testament right there. He's yeah. quoting. I'm not sure which passage, but it says there somewhere in the Old Testament. First I believed, then I spoke in faith, right? So Paul's saying we have the same spirit of faith that is described in that sentence, that they believe and then they speak. So he says this. So we also first believe, then speak in faith. We do this because we are convinced that he, God, who raised Jesus, will raise us up with him. And together, we all will be brought into his presence. And then um, it goes on to say a couple other things, but then it goes back to this. So no wonder we don't give up. For even though our outer person gradually wears away, our inner person, our inner being, is renewed every single day. We view our slight, short-lived troubles in the light of eternity. We see our difficulties as the substance that produces for us um, an eternal, weighty glory, right? Far beyond all comparison. Because we don't focus our attention on what is seen, but on what is unseen, right? <laughs> for what is seen is temporary, but what the unseen... what. Okay, but for what is seen is temporary, but the unseen realm is eternal. Mm -hmm. Dang. That's good. Right? And um, a spirit of faith. That's cool. That's, I think, the medicine, the antidote mm. to being it's in a spirit of brokenness. Yeah. <laughs> is having a spirit of faith. And the Holy Spirit is, you know, full of faith. Mm -hmm. You know, because when we're living outside of faith, it's not honoring the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know, it doesn't mean God's mad at us. It doesn't mean he's angry with us. He's not. That's not what we're trying to say. But it does say that he feels bad for us because we're accepting darkness when he's handed us light, you know. So first I believed, 
then I spoke in faith. Faith comes by believing, right? Because first we believe, then we're able to speak in faith. That's good. Right? So um, let's start with, man, if we're in brokenness, let's start with believing different. Mm -hmm. Bring it to God because He loves it. He loves our heart when we feel broken, um, but He doesn't love it when our heart is camping out in brokenness because mm -hmm. then our heart gets all messy. Um, and Paul says, so no wonder we don't give up. You know, even if our outside, our physical body is wearing away, he's getting old here, you know, our <laughs> inner person, our inner being is renewed every single day. This is what God wants for us. Yeah. Even in heaven, even in eternity, he wants for our inner being, our inner, you know, our spirit, I mean, our heart, all these things are in our inner being, right? Mm -hmm. um, to be renewed every single day. To not be stuck in brokenness and just say, oh, well, I'm just a broken sinner. And then you sin on us faith as we talked about. It's just, no, you know, he wants us to be renewed. Why would he want us to live in darkness? He wants mm -hmm. us to be renewed every single day, right? And a great way to help get out of that mindset is to view our troubles in sight of eternity. Yeah. <laughs> right? It's, um, we've all had troubles, but um, let it become a small mountain we talk about with therapy right yeah. sometimes we the mountain will get small but then ourselves get bigger well let that thing become a small mountain in comparison to the kingdom and to mm. god and let that grow up yeah and we do that by letting his spirit really partake and partner with us and then it's able the mountain's able to get smaller because we're so aware mm -hmm. of who god is because we can have a knowledge of who god is but no awareness in Dang, our lives that's good. because, you know, when, but when we have awareness and when we're really, you know, experiencing that, living mm -hmm. in that, our campground is in who he is, man, that mountain gets small and he grows really high mm -hmm. up. Um, and he says, we don't focus our attention on what is seen, but on what is unseen for what is seen is temporary, but the unseen realm is eternal. Wow. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's Kill the uh, tears. Yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a hope filled thing for sure. There is so much hope, and that's I think what God wants to us to know today. There's just so much. Hope. Yeah, and for people who who don't know how to believe, they get to that place of like, oh, I can't, I don't believe, I can't, I don't know what to do. Ask, ask Holy Spirit, mm -hmm. ask Holy Spirit to give you faith, like mm -hmm. you were saying. He is filled with faith. Yeah. So you ask for it. Yeah. And well, that's how you do it. Exactly. When we seek Him, He promises to show up. Mm -hmm. You know, so keep seeking, keep yeah. asking Him, and He, I mean, He doesn't want you to sit in confusion. Mm -hmm. So He'd be happy to help. That's true. <laughs> so we're gonna kind of close it out, I think, yeah. unless you have anything else. I'm good. That was um, so. That good. was awesome. That was a lot of fun. So that's so fun. Um, if you guys want to reach out to us at all, we have a couple ways to do it. We have an Instagram account. And I think you're going to pull it up because I always yeah. forget what exactly it's Distinguished underscore podcast. Distinguished underscore podcast. That's Instagram. Okay, perfect, perfect. And then we do have an email as well. And the email is distinguishedpodcast. No spaces, no dots or anything. Distinguishedpodcast at zohomail.com. Zoho is Z-O-H-O. Male is male. <laughs> Not like uh, gender, but just M-A-I-L, of course. I don't know why. I had to... Zoho the well, male. No. <laughs> yeah, that's another podcast episode. Yeah, exactly. Um, but zohomail.com. And if you ever want to reach out to us yeah. about prayer or about a topic you want us to talk about or about 
anything else, you know, yeah, we'll be here. Out. And you can also DM us, of course, on Instagram. That's why we made this stuff, just in case. But yeah, we'll kind yeah. of close it there. Thank you so much for listening. We really hoped it was refreshing. I know it was refreshing for us. Mm-hmm. Just It's fun to talk about this stuff, to really bring it out of just words, but to speak it all out. Yeah. You know, it really changes the atmosphere a little bit. It sure does. Um, so stay tuned. we got a lot of stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're so happy guests. to listen. We're going to bring some guests in. It's going to be fun. We're excited. We're excited. Uh, so anyways, we love you guys. We hope you have an incredible week or mm-hmm. incredible day, wherever you're listening to this mm-hmm. or whenever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening, y'all. We'll talk to you very soon. soon. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.